0: Podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 8 of the She Can She Did podcast. If we're meeting for the first time today, hi, I'm Fee, and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did, which, for the sake of the next 50 minutes or so, means I'm the one asking the questions on this podcast. If we're not meeting for the first time today, though, and you've been following the She Can, She Did podcast since its launch, I'm so sorry that you have to hear that sentence each time that you tune in. I'm so painfully aware that I must sound like a broken record already. And we're still only on series one. Anyway, today's interview was without a doubt up there with one of the most inspiring for me personally. Because not only has today's guest created a brand that is now turning over seven figures comfortably in the space of two years, but she's done so whilst remaining level-headed and keeping her company's integrity intact. The lady in question is 26-year-old Sophie T, the Manchester-born, London-based artist behind the self-titled brand Sophie T Art. Chatting about everything from how she used art as a currency in the early days and a series of value exchanges that enabled her to lay the foundations of what is now Sophie T. Art. Her experience working on a Tinder for Artists app after graduating with a first class degree in business and the advice from a particular investor that encouraged her to take her own art seriously. Why she's learnt in recent weeks just how important self-care is after being close to burning out after weeks of back-to-back travel to and from her studios in Sydney Sydney. LA and London, to what she's learnt from best friend and fellow business owner Jenna Meek, aka the amazing founder of the Gypsy Shrine and why despite her design selling for thousands online in literally a matter of seconds nowadays, she will always have a poor man's attitude when it comes to any profit that her business makes With a quick break mid interview where we put the microphone on pause so that we could run off to get coffee and both wake up, I honestly couldn't have enjoyed my chat with Sophie more and have a feeling that you'll all find her story just as inspiring as I did. Ah <laughs> oh,
1: no! <That> was so <laughs>
0: scary, but... Okay, yeah, it is awkward, isn't it? You, really, you know what's going on. <laughs> right, Sophie. Here we go. Woman behind glitter boobs picture now multi-millionaire after viral fame. Sophie T is now a multi-millionaire after forging a successful career as an artist. Glitter boob artist makes millions from <laughs> festival <laughs> phenomenon. I Can't even say that word. <laughs> um, headlines aside. Yeah, what is Sophie T all about in your own words? Sophie T is a accessible,
1: authentic art brand which tries to make original pieces of art available for your everyday person. Mm. I want it to be fun. I want to build a business and an environment where people feel happy and open and I've just got so many plans for the future, <laughs> but I just want everyone to be happy and everyone to have a pizza bar at my house. Is that like that
0: quote yeah. in Mean Girls? What is it? It's like I want rainbows and flowers. <laughs> exactly that. <Yeah. enough>. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's perfect though. The thing is, it's like from an outsider's perspective looking in, you really have done that because I always, before I started She Can She Did, I'd always look at artists and I think, oh, it's so pretentious Aww. because I'd never accessed yeah. it. And to me, as twenty-six-year-old girl woman whatever I, am. <laughs> um, you know, I look at you and I'm like yeah that's accessible you break it down and it's what you're taking art virginity <laughs> <laughs> yeah taking famous art virginities yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah oh that means a lot thank you that's actually how I always wanted it to be because initially when I started to become an artist I looked at my roots to success basically and the typical way an artist would make money is to study at a, um, an art school, then be affiliated with a gallery, and then go ahead their art life like that, really. Mm. Galleries take 50% commission, and that's industry standard. And I just knew that I could do a better job at marketing myself on mm. a more personal level than anyone else could for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, which I think is like, ballsy, because how long have you been doing this now?
1: Um, Two and a half years, coming up to three.
0: Okay, so yeah. you were what, 23 and a half?
1: I was, yeah, 23 when I started. Okay, yeah, because
0: yeah, I think, like, I'm just putting myself in that age, and I was kind of doing everything by the book then. Like, I'd got my corporate career, I wanted to work my way up in it. Yeah. And then I had, like a little freak moment where I was like, okay, screw that. I'm yeah, well, but... I did as well up until that point, so
1: I studied business because... I had a brain at school, and typically artists don't make any money, and even though that was always my favorite subject, mm. I chose to do a business degree because it was a sensible thing to do. And then it wasn't until, you know, at business school sometimes you can have a course with a sandwich placement year. Yeah, yeah. So I did that and I worked at GSK, um, which was a great placement. It's like a big consumer healthcare brand as well, so it's, it's up there with Unilever. And, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, huge brand, and amazing job, but I just went into it and I was actually so bad at it. Like, just so bad, I'd like all the things that you need to start a career, organizational skills, you know, being able to just, you know, show up to an office smart and like, not just want to talk about the Tinder dates that you've just been on. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just, just so not in that world. And I basically realized that I just wasn't cut out for that corporate life. Mm um so then I went back to business school for the final year still never really had an idea of what I wanted to then go on and do so again just apply for normal grad schemes and then got a role as an analytical consultant and was due to start in the September after I graduated and um <clears throat> that was all the plan and then I went traveling to India um you know when you find yourself after, yeah. after uni <laughs> <Don't> do <it. laughs>
0: and then and and we went travelling, and I'm like, I went travelling to Asia, but it was literally just like one holiday. <laughs> I know, yeah. I <laughs> like just every, everyone's doing the same route, like we're all travelling. guys just
1: around hostels. <laughs> yeah. <to> get...
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, and then there but was you.
0: You did find like a I read story, so no, let's actually talk about that properly. So you were in India, but you what the hostel? The hostel you painted some kind of wall mural. Yes so there was
1: a hostel with loads of graffiti on the wall and I asked the manager if I could paint and return for a free stay. He said yeah and that was kind of the time that I'd painted for the first time since I was at school and I just loved it basically. Mm. I knew that I needed to go down a creative path after then.
0: Yeah yeah. Okay so you have that realisation. Loads of people have that, like I know loads of friends that want to be create. they are creative, and they dream about doing it properly, but few of them actually go ahead and do it. So you're in India, you realise how much you love painting. When you came back, knowing that that's how you felt, what did you actually do first and foremost to get some kind of business off the ground? Okay, so I
1: moved back home with mm-hmm. my parents. Um, they live in Manchester. So I remember emailing them, actually a formal email when I was in India when I decided to turn down the grad scheme and said, "Mom, dad, please may you accept me back in your house. <laughs> I will try and be out as soon as possible. So I had to move straight back home and they were pretty hot on, I was under a bit of pressure from them to make something work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a co-working space in Manchester and again, I painted on the wall there in return for a free desk. So it's kind of always been my... Um, currency and then I tried to build an app because basically I still had this kind of thing in my head of the stigma of being an artist wasn't good enough like Mm. I don't know I feel like I've still got that weird chip on my shoulder now potentially that's why I'm like you know so hot on the whole money side and want this kind of and want it to be super successful and want to like pretend that it's a business not an Mm. artist because I don't know I've still got this chip on my shoulder that Maybe being an artist isn't good enough. I don't know. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. but, anyway. I'm just going to so it behind. is good enough. It, it, like, you're, uh, like,
0: clearly uh, 100% good enough. Oh, uh, thank you. I mean,
1: yeah, I have days where I am really confident about it, but then, like, obviously other days, like, we do get a lot of hate online now. Mm-hmm. Um... So just we just come on to that, <laughs> I can only
0: imagine. Um, Let's talk about the app
1: though. Okay, so we're so still the, there. So the app, so basically I um, decided to set up an application that was basically a Tinder for art. Mm. Because I decided I love the art industry, but I wanted to build a business out of it. I recognized that there was this huge untapped demand for original art via social media. And mm. I realised that early on, because when going back to India, when I was there, I posted that picture of the cow on the wall. And even on my first personal Facebook, my friends and family were like, Soph, we didn't realise you could paint. Like, please may you paint us a picture of my dog, or mm. I love giraffes, I'd like a rainbow one. So I recognised that there was this huge need or want for original art and as someone who would you know would never have the money to buy a piece of original art even if i was to go in a gallery like i'm just picturing it now i'm still intimidated to go in i'd like walk in there's no prices on the wall like it's quiet i can't speak to anyone and i'd feel intimidated to speak to anyone because you know i don't know how much it is and obviously i might not be able to afford it like and you don't want to look like a dick like yeah. so i just knew that There were so many homes in the UK, and like so many of them would want original artwork if they wanted. So, this application was kind of solving that problem whereby you could go on and no one would know who you are. And literally you just flick through original art available in your local area. So then you would say yes or no, if it was a yes, then you'd be given more information. So I built this application um, with the help of some of my um, new friends in this co-working space in Manchester. And um, then it got to the point where I was looking for investment for the app so i'm sure you know like as a startup business mm. like you need you need some capital to help you get going mm. so i initially was to formulate kind of version 1 of this application build i was painting selling commissions on facebook and then using that money to directly pay an app developer but then yep yeah, got to the next point and i was like actually you know i've got to make a proper version i've got to market mm. it so i decided to apply for this thing called ignite and ignite is basically an incubator scheme and by that i mean it's kind of a graduate scheme for entrepreneurs basically it's an easy way to build a startup with someone giving you guidance throughout the whole journey so you you're basically allowed to have a team you have mentors you have free office space they give you money but in return you have to give them seven percent equity so in my case it was seventeen thousand pounds for seven percent equity and that was standard across the scheme called ignite and it's a very popular scheme and it's based up north. Anyway, so I got to the final round of this whole, this whole application process. Um, pretty confident that I would get it, win. to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Because I was so passionate about the art industry. I knew it mm. so well. I was an artist myself at the time, even if I wasn't earning that much money. And it was just through social media. Which, mm. again, is still in my head, like, not a real thing. Yeah, and when yeah. I'm getting all this press, it's like, oh, I feel like a fucking fraud. Yeah. It's just nothing. <laughs> but basically... Yeah, I got to the final stage of this process and I was in front of a panel of investors. There was six of them and they were all ripping apart my idea, but the one thing that kept cropping up was my motives and basically I think for an entrepreneur, I always say this, I think that if you wanna build a business, it needs to be in an industry that you're passionate about. Mm. The only reason I say that is because anyone can figure out a problem and a solution for it, anyone, right? The motivation side is so important because no one, even if, if you don't like the industry or if you're not passionate about your project product, you are not going to push through until 3am every night yeah. and sort it out yeah, yeah. because you'd go to bed, you prioritize, now I want to see my friends, you'd make excuses, mm-hmm. like unless you head over heels are in love with what you're creating, it's not going to happen. So that kind of motivation thing was very strong for me. I'd say perhaps too strong, so much so, one of the investors said, "Sophie, if you're so hot on being an artist and representing them and you consider it to be a lucrative career if they just had the right means, why don't you just be an artist?" And that was the first time I had validation from someone I actually respected and was like, "Wow, like I can actually do this <laughs> and someone won't look down on me for being an artist. I mean, I'm still coming up with, I'm still toying <laughs> with that myself, but yeah, you know, but no, it was, know, it was the first mean. step for mm-hmm. me. So he said to me, I will give you the investment in a year's time if you apply on the next kind of cohort of mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, be an artist for a year and um, try it out and let me know. And then, yeah, I never had to go back to him. So that was kind of how I eventually got the confidence to just be an artist. Like, I was always going to, I was never. I think the biggest risk that I took was not taking the graduate scheme because that's not going down... Oh, hugely. That's not going down a conformist route. The second biggest was then actually... So it's been a stepping stone process. It wasn't just like, yeah, overnight, I realised I was going to be an artist. I definitely realised that I didn't want a job at GSK or like I didn't want a job in an office because it doesn't align with my skill set. And like, I just always knew in my head that I was going to be successful at something and it just wasn't manifesting itself mm. in that
0: environment it's weird isn't it it's that kind of like i feel restless like i'm i'm just not exactly. i know that it's i know what kind of life i want to build yeah for myself, you've got but a vision like, oh. you don't know how it's going to work yeah, yeah. but actually you can't stop moving yeah. like you can't just settle yeah, for yeah. a life that doesn't give
1: you that adrenaline buzz every day yeah hugely and i think that was it for me like people always say oh it's so brave but actually like there was absolutely no way i was going to settle mm. for that life like yeah, yeah. it's just in my personality to live on the edge and I mean that also does affect my mental state and like you know (laughs) it doesn't make me happy every single day but I don't know It's I think it was always going to happen for me to do something different
0: which I love when that investor did challenge you to that because a year, when you want something, a year's a long time. And if you'd been kind of going in and pitching that and you'd kind of got yourself riled up for the fact that you were going to get this investment, yeah. like when you're that confident. And then for him to say, it's a I'll give back. it yeah, yeah, definitely. How did you kind of take that on the chin? Um, so normally, if someone was to reject me
1: in that way, then for something that I truly, truly wanted, um, I'd be like, no. Or I'd find an alternative, or I'd get another investor, but more money. You know, like, yeah, like that's yeah. in that's in us, isn't it? Like someone says no to you when you're on your when you're on your goal and you've got your vision in mind. It's you know Watch you me. don't take no for an answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. However, I honestly believe the reason I took that was because maybe that wasn't the path for me. Mm. Maybe that wasn't going to be what I wanted to eventually do and because I was lying to myself up until that point I was lying to myself when I decided to do business degree I was lying to myself when I decided that I was going to set up an app because it's still businessy and it's still yeah, like yeah. Brandy. Yeah, legit
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah do you know yeah. what I mean
1: like I was lying to myself the whole time actually I've never really seen true happiness mm-hmm. until like I'm at creating and I'm on my own and I'm in that zone it's it's a buzz and I feel like the reason I let that one go if you like is because it wasn't for me yeah, yeah I also and you knew deep down that he was kind of he was right, he was right yeah. yeah and it's not often that happens also because I'm pretty pretty much 100% convinced at all times that I am right <laughs> really? I mean, like, obviously like <laughs> just that's not the case but like a lot of the time yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm right what Sophie says goes yeah honestly like <laughs> it's, it's it's a bad trait like well good <laughs> have bad but
0: yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, it has its uh, benefits um okay so he said that you're gonna go on your own what did going for that look like? Okay, so is that even a question? What does going for that I look mean, like? I'll just that's roll fine. with it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That's <laughs> all it
1: matters. Okay, so basically, I had already had a flight booked to New York before I heard that the news. Um, well, straight after that interview, basically, because I wanted to paint on hostel walls in return for a free stay. in New York has always been on my list of things to do, and I saw this cheap flight on Skyscanner. It's 165 pound one way, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." So I'd already had that booked. I was in New York when I got the news. I literally got the formal email that I didn't get the, the investment. And I'd already painted, and I already had a month free stay. And, and then I... Art oh, has always been the biggest enabler for me. So, like, I've all... Oh. So then I flew to Toronto, and then... This is, like, not As you not do. Not, not, <laughs> because my friend lived there, and he wanted a mural on his wall. So, like, things were just happening because... Um, I was just saying yes to opportunities Mm -hmm. anyway so after I was living like that little month and a half of dream life just painting around the world I realized right okay now you've got no money your parents don't want you back (laughs) because you thought you were going to get this investment therefore you'd be able to pay for a flight in Manchester I just I honestly it was okay and this is the way so much of my life pans out I was just like right fly back to Heathrow London is where you'd be an artist Never been, like, I've been to London for a placement year, but then lived back at home, and Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, from Manchester, Union, Birmingham, don't know the place. Honestly, I googled art studios in London, top result, Wimbledon art studios. Went straight there from Heathrow Airport, went straight to Wimbledon art studios. They were like, we've got one available studio, it's a shared space, it's tiny, it's £112 a month. I was like, I'll take it. Googled. That's really cheap. So cheap. Oh I God. mean, it was it's t- it was tiny, yeah, and um, it was shared. And my, I, I've said before, like my studio share, I hated me because we were meant to split the time. I
0: read that on the train. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: anyway, she's, um, I hope she's like,
0: moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and then I just moved to London. I remember my flat was like five hundred pounds a month, and to be honest, I just ate cereal and drank tea because if you drink loads of tea, it doesn't make you that hungry, Um, because I couldn't afford to then eat. Um, I just spent all my money on either paint supplies. I bought the cheapest canvases, cheapest paints, because that's all I could do. Mm. And at every point, I've just been upgrading. So I'd sell the work, firstly on Facebook, because back in the day when Facebook used to be cooler than Instagram, (laughs) Um, which was only like three years ago. Um, And then I set up an Instagram shit
0: answer, but yeah just no it's not shit really. i literally i love it because i think a lot of uh women will look at you and want to get to where you are straight away and i just think no like you have to put that work in you have to start somewhere you won't be able to afford the best things unless you know you've got oh you're God. from some lucrative background yeah and if
1: you have any if your partner supports you or you have any family money, it's don't take it. Don't yeah, do it because start. you're not going to do Honestly, the grind yeah. and you're not... Don't take a second job either. Yeah. Like, just, just do be it. poor. Yeah. Like, live it. And then you'll... I tell you what, you'll be so much more motivated to get yourself out of that crap situation mm. if you really, truly are hating life. I
0: actually love that you said that because I... Like I said before the mic went on, I didn't earn anything for ten months and I walked away from my salary and everyone was like, just do it on the side for a bit. No. I don't I don't work like that. I'm like, I either do something or I don't do it. And it was like, I'm gonna be skimp for a bit. My card got declined in Asda once. It was just horrendous. (laughs) And like everyone was looking at me like, You can't afford your Asda shop. And it was like twenty quid and I was like, Oh my god. But it just it was like fire in my belly yeah and I need course, that it, Yes, yeah so, so do I yeah. oh I'm exactly the same my card has been this time <laughs> so many times honestly it's like that awkward moment <laughs> you're yeah, like please pay please pay and it's like oh yeah. uh, <laughs> god and you're like oh god yeah, I'm um, was, I'm sorry about was that was my other car yeah I... <laughs> technical <laughs> fault oh my god um, I still live the edge yeah. now literally my yeah. car still <laughs> be <supposed to> <laughs> yeah no it's um painful but I'm so I'm glad that you said that because I do think that people want it easy and I'd be the first to say like, yeah. no it's not going to happen like that you have to put the work in and start somewhere yeah Sophie obviously Instagram is your biggest platform in terms of social media and you've grown a really like loyal audience on there yeah. you put something up it goes within seconds and that's it's crazy impressive um, talk to me about how you've approached Instagram from the beginning because obviously that wasn't the case at Early day on. one so yeah
1: okay so Instagram I share everything the good and especially the bad um I would say I've got to a point where I'm selling work so quickly on Instagram. Basically, bleh, basically, I spend so much bloody time on it. Mm. I, I like, you know, when you can see how much time you spend on it. I a don't. Day. I dread
0: to think what yours oh, is. Mine's like nine hours. Oh my god! I know, but it's like but it's your all work. my business goes yeah, through yeah. it.
1: Um, So every time I do a piece, the process, always a story, we get DMs, we probably, like, I've just put my phone down for, how long have we been speaking now, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. but I'm getting phone anxiety, like, there will be about 50 messages on our DMs, but the girls manage it as well, Um, and that's because people are so involved in the whole journey, and I love that, Mm -hmm. like, how amazing, like, I can, and sometimes I'll be painting a piece and I would have just started it, and someone would say, I love the colours, and I'd be like, fine, you can buy it, and they've bought it before it's even finished, like, I'm still overwhelmed that I've built up a brand that's got to this stage that I could just sell stuff before it's even dried. I'm just so grateful. And I honestly think that is because I've been very open about mm. the whole
0: journey. Yeah, but and do you know what though, I that's that's what I love about it. I can't deal with it when everything's flawless. You're clearly doing so well, but Aww. I love that you show the hard work that's going on Aww. because you can tell you work so bloody hard. Aww, but you know what you. I mean, and Aww. I think that that in itself, I think with, when something like art is so subjective, you've got to put a price on that time. Yeah, and normally exactly. when talk to any creatives they worry about their pricing because people don't appreciate what goes into it but you you watch your stories and you're like holy crap like she deserves that money
1: oh do you know what I mean so flattering Mm. I really appreciate that because pricing is a difficult thing and um but it's got to be you've got to price your work based on your demand Mm. and my time is now worth a lot of money Mm. so I have to price accordingly
0: Mm. um I've got so much hate because of it, um, but let's let's kind of um, let's move on to the challenges then. Especially when you are so open about things like how much money you're earning, and it's great that you are. But I can imagine that with comes with jealousy. That comes with social media in general comes with their fair share of trolls all of it so when your business does rely so heavily on social media what does that reality look like behind the scenes from the the negative aspects and how do you deal with that okay so
1: in general um up until about
0: a month ago
1: we have resounding positive responses actually like for the followers that we have we have probably 0.0001% Zero point zero 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 one percent of people would say something negative. Recently, um, now I've been, I found it more very important to be more vocal about the money side of things. Mm. Um, I place an importance on that, and whether that's the right or wrong decision to go down, I've gone with it, organs blazing. Mm. And I, the reason I think it's important, which I'd love to explain first. Before I go into how I um, how I deal mm. emotionally with the hate that we get, um, for me, I would like a world where artists aren't poor. I would like the creative industry to be recognised as a as an intellectual as as a place for intellectual people. Also, I would like creative people to be respected i don't want this stigma of um people not being able to make money i don't want this stigma of people looking down if you're in a pub with your mates and the new friend comes along and someone asks you what you do for a living and they say an artist and they just feel crap about saying it mm. because of the, the stuff that comes with it i just want to stop that because there is so much hard work planning strategy branding business um, finance that goes into building a successful art brand business. I would like to be more vocal about the potential lucrative side of it mm. to get more people in the industry and to allow more people to live their dream. Because the amount of people that I hear, Sophie, I wish I was doing what you were doing. Like, art was always my favorite subject at school, but I obviously had to go down the normal route. That's exactly my story. Mm-hmm. And like, why are those people not allowed or feel that they're not able to access that money and make a good living from it? What, like, Why is that a thing? And so that is, I would love to consider myself part of this movement towards getting more people aware that you can make a good career out of Mm. being a creative. So that is my reasoning behind being very vocal about money it's crash it is
0: very um but actually to get that press and to get you know what it's you don't need to apologize for it like it literally it's it's fact and you've just explained it so eloquently i think that people you can't argue with what you've just said like thank you do you know what i mean and it's just i think it comes back to if anyone's got a problem with that that says a lot about them oh um well i i appreciate that and um
1: and yeah, and I guess, I mean, you know what the newspaper, like press is like. You have to go with that story yeah, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> and embellish the truth a bit. Like, you know, we could, just because I'm turning over that amount doesn't mean I've got that in my bike. Yeah, like, yeah. you know that. Like, yeah. I, we spend so much, like, you know, I, I, my break-even costs are like 30 grand a month. Like, yeah. we've got studios in multiple countries. We've got staff. We've got paint supplies. And as I said at the start, obviously... I was using the worst paint, the worst materials because I didn't have the money. Now, if I want to put myself in that bracket where my work sells for that much more money, mm, you have I've to got to invest in good, yeah. every single part of it. The videographer has got to be. every the, Everything about the brand has to scream premium, has to scream mm. it's worth that money. So... My favourite thing is
0: when, you, when you're away and you um, do your trips to the art shops yeah, and you're just spending shitloads on paint and I'm like, whoa. Like, I know, it's ridiculous. But, but I go it. through yeah. so much because yeah. I work
1: so many hours and I've got this technique now yeah. and it's
0: literally like bloody pouring I paint bet all of away. those shops are like
1: winning. I'm like, <laughs> like so, it's a good day today. But, so a art brand... Yeah, so a lot of art shops throughout London, like, name me so much so. This is like in the pipeline for the next six months, but I've actually making a paint brand of my my own because I just spent so much money on it it kills me and like if I can I know what it takes to make a good one now because I use so many brands so that's for the future but um there is this one particular shop in Sydney I spent so much money there I had a solo show and they sent four bottles of moe to the show. Oh my gosh! Like, as a thank budget, you, yeah, as a thank you for I think I must have spent six thousand dollars over the space oh of a month my in that shop. God, that's the that's the that's um, so, yes.
0: But, like, no, but yeah, like no, I know what you mean. I am um, I used to get a pound pocket money when I was like seven or eight, and my grandma loved loved art, so we used to go to this little craft shop, and I'd spend my pound tree, <laughs> and, and I'm like <laughs> six grand a pound. <laughs> oh, dear. I know Dogs. that's Aussie
1: dollars though. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah. I mean, which is <laughs> still like I've not. I mean, Madness. I think I've even got three grand left. Yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. there's so much money, like but i've always this is i think this is why we've grown so fast as well like i've never because i've always been skint i always came out of uni and then i never got a job so mm. i've always had this poor man's attitude all my spending for the business I, it's not my money like yeah. i'm i always like whatever's got to be done do it if ever there's a um if ever we make a mistake with an order redo it oh my god get it back full mm. refund like they, it happens obviously so rarely but it's just an example of you need to just not be afraid to spend money especially Mm. at the start of your business it's not about saving and it's not about um it's not about me me buying a designer handbag like I will never I honestly feel like I'm about 20 years of ever having the spare personal cash to ever give myself any of that Every single expense is business.
0: It's, yeah. Again, I literally, I love that you said that because, um, again, I think people look at you and think that you must be, like, living the high life. And it's just, I like that you've got your head on. You oh, still. my God. I mean,
1: yeah. I travel to places. So I expect by the way, they
0: like, Yeah, you get... you, you're allowed. La- <laughs> like, obviously, I hope that you do spend, like, some oh. of it. <laughs> Have a little fun. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: even, not even. I fly to these places and then
0: I get a studio and then I pay it the whole time. And get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Given that, I mean, your schedule now is crazy. So I saw it's like, what, six weeks you're in Sydney Yeah. then LA, and you had your London show. You're back here, you're off on Friday. We had to kind of fit this in really quickly. (laughs) When your schedule is that busy, how do you make sure that you're looking after yourself throughout all of that? Wow. Um, (laughs) That's a good question. Good question.
1: Uh, The answer is I need to do more of it. Um, Yeah, burnout is a massive thing. I've actually been back in this city, London, for four days now and I um, I needed to paint and I just honestly am absolutely knackered and I can't find it within me mm. to paint and that's a learning that I, that's something that I a- absolutely have to prioritize going forward and I feel like at every single point of building this business I'm making mistakes and I'm learning from them and this is one of the most important things that I'm seeing and that is my time is the most valuable resource and me being effective productive creative Mm. in the spare hours that I have is so important because at the end of the day I'm creating a product and there is absolutely no way I would send anything out the door if it's not literally the best thing I could possibly look, Mm. look at and see so with that um it's very important for me to start putting these breaks in to start looking after myself a bit more because it's absolutely something i'm so bad at mm. my friends are even... yeah i mean the question are you eating sophie is something that i get daily from different friends that i've made over the past like, just because you're just on your feet i'm just like all all the time on the go yeah i mean i need i need to i need to really think about that mm. um it's a work in progress for me actually mm. um
0: I can imagine, like, there's, like, no, definitely. And I think that, again, because you have scaled so quickly and it's in such a public way within that community online and stuff that it's, again, I just take my hat off to you that you are so honest about it because no one's perfect from, like, you speak to people and they burnout and that's when they can be really vocal about all of their self-care things because they've gone through it yeah they've realized and then they put the boundaries in place so the fact that you're in that I'm in the process yes, yeah, yeah like definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm very bad at it right now and, and I... I also think as well that you're busy compared to so many people's busy it's just on a different scale <sighs> like it just blows my mind how <laughs> yeah, crazy is... you're working like it's oh. so it's so impressive in, I, I always take my hat off to anyone that puts the hours in because I just think that there has to be an element of that if you need to get somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's good that you're recognising it, I think. Yeah. And that's not meant in a patronising way. No, I mean, yeah. It's... I need
1: I need help in that respect, mm. 100%. It's one of my biggest downfalls. Like, my family, I haven't seen them in so long. Like, what am I doing? Like, But, you know as well as me sometimes when you're in business and you can go in and out in fashion especially with artists and I'm on this kind of you've got to ride the wave uh, yeah I'm mm. on this real hype right now and um, but for me to, to sustain it long term there needs to be something in place mm. um, so if anyone's got any tips on how how <laughs> <I'm asking laughs> to make me a more well rounded happier person then let me know but, um,
0: no it's a work in progress yeah but, definitely you know. you've mentioned your friends and your family there in terms of your support network even though you know I saw I think is it your mum recently sent something to the studio for all the girls or something like they might not be like with you all the time but you can see that you've got a good support around you so let's talk about that and how you've kind of built a network given that it's just you know you are the artist how have you kind of gone about that to make sure that there's a good Bloody hell, this is no, a long-winded, got, long-winded <laughs> no, question. No, I get it, no, I... Yeah, support network in place. <laughs> um,
1: absolutely. Okay, so a year and a half ago was the first time that I could semi-even afford life. Um, and that was after, you know, a year and a half of slogging. So with that money, I had a conversation with my little sister, Amelia, and she decided to join me. Um, so having her in the business, not only as someone that I can trust as a family member, but as a friend and as someone who's got my back 100% mm. and also someone who is completely prepared to, to throw the 3AMs with me if needed, has been amazing. Having her with me has also allowed me to become closer to my family because obviously when my parents, they live in Manchester, my dad's an accountant, my mum works all the time, like... It's hard to find the time. So when we are together, Mm. it's a family thing. Mm. Um, My cousin, my beautiful cousin Ella, she joined the business as well. So I, I have a large family and that kind of the business is the way we all stay connected. So it's great because I just honestly think if I didn't have that, like... I would never even see them. My sister just I just literally, about 20 minutes ago, her, she's got a new job.:
0: Oh no, I know. <laughs> it's good. It's
1: fine. Oh. Um, so we had we it's all right. We, I knew she was going for the interviews and stuff. We actually had the decision. we met well, she made the decision about a month and a half ago that she mm. was going to leave. We just basically had different ideas of how we were going to run the business, and she is smarter than me. She, everyone loves her, but we are different people, and she is going to smash her career and her life in her own way, Mm. not under, not in my shadow. Yeah. yeah. Um, So that which is completely fair, yeah. Oh, and she's, um, she's like an amazing human and honestly I the business wouldn't have been this stable and I wouldn't have been able to grow at this rate if she hadn't been involved so like I'm extremely grateful and so happy for her new life adventure um but it will definitely have an impact on me definitely because I love her and love her around and it does ground me having someone to be like Sophie no don't say that Sophie what are you doing I feel like that's what sisters are for Exactly. So, my sister
0: said to me the other day, I was getting so stressed out about something work related, and she goes, V, like, no one, no one gives a shit. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it's just that kind of slap in the face you need sometimes. Yeah. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. No. I know. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, like, I feel like, I've listened to your other podcasts and they're all, like, the problems and then how they've overcome them. And I feel like mine are just, like, getting worse right now. But, no,
0: not at all. Um, I mean, I guess this it's is a again. reality, isn't it? Like, you can't always be on a high with the business. And, like, it just depends some days, like, if... We'd spoken a month ago when you were not super high. Like I know, like just yeah. because you're tired at the moment, it doesn't mean that. Like, yeah, 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 I know, me, I know. You know, it's all part of the parcel of it. Exactly, um, and, and what this... about people like J- um, Jenna. Like honestly, oh, I adore that, that woman. woman.
1: Oh. <laughs> so basically, I also hold Jenna as highly as I do my sister in terms of helping me scale and mm-hmm. create what I have. So I met Jenna when she was starting the Gypsy Shrine. Mm which is now a global phenomenon. Is that how you said that word? I don't know.
0: I think I did um, it like so that in the beginning. I know, phenomenon. Um, um, is, is it a biscuit advert? B-M-B-M. Do-do-do. That's what I just said, phenomenon. I mean, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Moving Gypsy um, on. So, yeah, you met Jenna at the start of Gypsy Shrines. Yeah, so I met Jenna
1: when she started Gypsy Shrine. She was looking for artists to help her in the summer Um, of 2016 paint on people's faces because initially she wanted the gypsy shine to be kind of like a festival Mm. face painting brand oh my god she has grown and taken the scaling and everything in her stride like she's everything I want to be as a businesswoman she's Mm. just got her life just spot on anyway so she we became very close best friends pretty much like within the first couple of days of knowing each other because she picked me up in a big white van and we drove to Boomtown Festival and we were like painting glitter on people's faces. And um, she's just one of those people. Like she just, number one, she's hilarious. Number two, she is so generous, so kind, so mm-hmm. caring. Early days, I was skin and she shot to complete success. Not overnight, she put in the work, oh, yeah, but so can. much quicker than mm-hmm. I could. Like, and it was, it was difficult at first because we'd set up our businesses at the same time and I saw my best friend like absolutely smash it and it was like I was constantly comparing myself against her but she was one of those people that just made you feel good about yourself either way and just was such a support for me the whole time because she was like you've got a different product Sophie it's going to take more time she's always mentored me throughout the whole thing Mm. And yeah, so much so that um, she even takes my girls in the office and takes them for chats and how we can how we can better our own individual business. And yeah, Jen has just been like a huge support to me the entire time. I
0: think it must be quite beneficial, I suppose, to see her take off and keep a level head because she is the coolest. Like she's just so chilled, and nothing phases her. Yeah. Um. And when she talks about her challenges, it's very. This is what happened. And this we just dealt with it. it. Yeah. And it was like... And I love that. And I think... I'm I'm guessing... Watching someone like that... Deal with that kind of scaling that quickly... I and doing it so yeah. well... It must have been like... But also... Looking up to her... But also... It proves it's... it's, it's oh, it's, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: It, it's definitely... I followed so much Like, I copy her strategies yeah. so much. Like, I follow in her steps all the time. And what I actually love about Jenna... And this is something that I really try to ingrain in my own business is that she's always so... Well, I actually separately think she's a creative genius. Like, she always has the best ideas and Mm. she comes up with fashion trends before and makes them a thing before Mm. they even start. And then, you know, all the other brands copy her, even the huge ones. But I would say about the best bit about Jenna building a business is she always has this poor man's attitude. Mm. She always is like, no, we don't need to spend money on that. We'll spend it here. And And that's something that I don't have, actually. I'm very much like i don't have the time spend the money get it done she's she is very much like scaling back and thinking strategically is that the best decision yeah i mean she's just literally better than me and everyone i don't know she can <laughs> be everything she does but um yeah she's she's a very close friend and yeah, no, it's um, good. having her as in my life like personally and as a business is just, has just has definitely made it better i love that
0: We've got our coffees. Oh We've had God. a break. Thank you so much for letting me do that. I was just chatting shit. I was like... You know that eyes like lays over. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we so need so to like liven of, like, this thing up. Competition. Competition, yeah. Um, That's what we were mid talking yeah. about. When you are obviously doing as well as you're doing, people are going to start trying to replicate that. It's just a given with business. So what is your approach to the competition?
1: Okay, so firstly, I'm absolutely flattered.
0: Um, how have
1: I got to the stage
0: that people are copying what I do It's
1: sick? <laughs> like, it's amazing. And I'm so honoured that people are taking inspiration from my work. However, obviously, with that, there I do have some feelings of um, upset, because... When I see people replicating my work so, in so much detail, let's say, um, I really think they are doing themselves an injustice of what they can achieve. Like, there are so many crap things about being an artist, you have you've got you've got no friends, you don't have any time, like there's just a million and one things that you should be doing mm. and you're always making yourself feel guilty for it, not to mention because you're creating, you're going on this emotional journey every day. And um, at least give yourself the single best thing about being an artist which is creating is something completely self-reflective mm. and like completely creative and completely your own as artists expressing yourself is the most powerful thing and if you are so caught up with someone else's brand someone else's strategy someone else's way of doing things you're never going to be fully happy so I have mixed a mixed bag of thoughts when it comes to people copying like I'm like in a selfish and egotistical way I love it like yeah how great like and people are messaging me like this artist has just followed me because of a complete rip-up of yours like you're the best I'm just like oh thanks <laughs> but then I also really do feel that they could be just living their own best lives if they yeah. weren't to be caught up with um what I'm creating because actually you know
0: definitely be able to be more successful if they did it their own way yeah yeah definitely yeah and it's just remembering that like ultimately you know with with businesses when you launch the founder is so important like you are what makes your business yeah so special as well and it, so if they just channeled that and found out that about themselves exactly so cheesy doesn't it yeah, like it's look your, within yourself
1: yeah, as an artist exactly <laughs> yeah. like, you're completely right it's yeah. your own brand that you're selling it's your story it's your vision like you can never replicate that you can never, no one else can be me, I can never be you, mm. I can never be ex-famous artist like and there's absolutely no point in trying, you can of course mm. take inspiration from that but you'd be so constrained if you allowed yourself to be consumed by the, by the other person.
0: Moving on then, Sophie, what have you learned about yourself in this short space of time that you've been doing Uh, this? What have I learned? Okay, I've learned that I am the most
1: impatient person I know, have ever met, and will probably ever meet. I've learned that I thrive when I'm busy, even, Mm -hmm. and I actually love it when people tell me that I've been busy, because I feel like I've got a purpose, and it's sad, and whatever, but I do love always being on the go.
0: I'm actually with you I feel like you've met me at a week where I just feel really like so because I'm I don't have loads of things to do and I'm like in that in-between stage where I'm waiting for a contract to come in if that comes in then it's go 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 again but until it does I'm sort of like sat here like oh I feel like I'm useless what am I doing yeah when you don't have stuff to do you feel on edge
1: and yeah I guess I think that's probably the case with all entrepreneurs as well entrepreneurs and semi some artists um Yeah, I've learned about myself that, um, probably mainly bad things, to be honest. Oh, (laughs) shit, Uh, I probably, I'm definitely not afraid of hard work. I mean, do you remember, like, when you're filling out forms and you're applying for jobs, it's, like, hard working, or, like, on (laughs) TV, like... Check. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, just from the people I've met and comparing myself to others, which is... Mm. You know, a thing that is also probably something mm. I've learned about myself, which is a bad trait. Um, but I would say I trump everyone when mm. it comes to the the work side. Yep. So that's, a, I suppose, a positive thing. Uh, comparing myself to others, I've learnt that. Um, and you know, I'm in the process, like I am, with slowing down. I'm in the process of trying to not. Who, who do you world. compare
0: yourself to? Is it other artists or other business women or what? Like, what's the kind of? Um goal
1: both really I mean there's there's no one like in the world that I'd rather be than me mm. but obviously there are some parts of other people's businesses that I wish that I had I wish that I had the ability to say no to people more and mm. um, I've I've not learnt that yet as a human being like I think I'm still maturing into finding out definitely who I am and being confident in that person and I'm and I'm yet to be at the stage where I could just Say no to an opportunity. I just had a um, a meeting with um, a potential new supplier, and you know, I, I know full well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with them. And I wish I had the confidence to say, you know what, look at them in the eye and say it's not for me. Instead, I'll do it by email later. Mm. So that's something mm. I've learned about myself that I still want to work on. But I've also learned the the best thing I think is that I have this unbelievable energy um, for starting new things creating all the time and being on the go and people tell me that time and time again and it's the most frustrating and most amazing thing that
0: energy and also courage it's working because it's different and like oh. I think yeah you just definitely remember that bit as well oh, thank you yeah
1: I, I mean I guess with the courage bit I think that I don't nec- I don't see it in myself because it is who I am but I have had people tell me that i go organs blazing on a new idea and i don't actually care what people think about it and i think that is true yeah yeah um only upon reflection because it comes naturally to me but then from seeing the way other people work and from knowing more people over the years i have come across a lot of people that wish they could do something Mm. but are scared of how they'd be perceived and that is talk themselves out of it yeah Yeah, exactly and that is something that i don't do so i guess that that is a great thing I That's don't know, I'm, I, I've got... But it's a massive this, learning curve, oh isn't it? God. And I love
0: exactly. I love that. Exactly.
1: And like, with, I'm two, year, two and a half years into Which my artistic crazy. career. Like, I want to be doing it for another 50. Like, imagine what I'll learn and who I'll be. And it's going
0: to be great. I actually well. do feel like it's really weird. I feel a bit, like, honoured that I'm meeting you now. Because, <laughs> so no, no. but you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, like Picasso. <laughs> like, it's just like, well, If you, like you said, you're two years in, you're 26. If this is what you've achieved in two years... 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line.
1: Yeah.
0: It's so exciting.
1: Let's just look after myself and then yeah. not die. Yeah, first. yeah, definitely. And then yeah. we'll get excited yeah.
0: about the future Yeah. Yeah. 100%. More sleep. <laughs> right. right. I end with, let me find them, some statements. Aww. Okay. So, I've said these on all of the podcasts. I'll start a sentence, you finish it. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sit that coffee. Get ready. Yeah. Um, number 1. Being my own boss means freedom. Mm. One word. Oh, you can as many words okay. as you want. Uh, I feel words like no.
1: Like you want me to elaborate? No,
0: freedom's. Okay. We can just roll with that. Okay. Be that girl. It's just like freedom. Yeah. Yes. When it's not quite going to plan, my advice would be to.
1: Oh. Um <laughs> <laughs> that copy would help. My advice would be to. To keep pushing in the direction that you would like to eventually end up in because it would have just been a particular set of circumstances or a particular person that, have meant that has meant that you've been just met with a no. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, let's do that again.
0: <laughs> I like it, I love it when it goes a bit shit. So that, that, yeah, that, yeah, no it, it. Number three, if I could go back to day one of my business, I would tell myself, that. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay? Not day one of your Stop. business. But what about if you could go back and tell the girl that graduated with that business degree that's trying to work out where to go? Yeah. What would you tell her? Okay. Um. Be yourself
1: at every single step of the journey, and don't be afraid if that version of yourself changes as you grow and become a different. Business person, and your business mm. grows. You're always going to change, but definitely make sure you always have your integrity intact. Yeah, yeah. Who you are at that time in your life?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's good. So you nailed it. Um, <laughs> number four. If I had to describe myself as a businesswoman, I would say that I am uh, an opportunist.
1: Yeah, I find it very difficult to say no, even if even if the opportunity is flawed i will always say yes squeeze it into my schedule and find a way of making it work somehow you know in the future i need to stop doing that but yeah at the moment <laughs> an opportunist
0: yeah that's good um and very lastly i want my legacy to be that i would like my legacy
1: to be that i'm a happy go lucky artist always doing her best and Revolutionising a archaic and elitist art market.
0: Love that. That's good. Thank you. You're done. You can drink your coffee. <laughs> okay. yeah, uh, on, <laughs> Thank you for listening to She Can She Did. If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important G&Ts in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.